Hey, hockey moms, welcome back to another exciting episode of the Blue Line Hockey Club. Episode 18 is brought to you by Morley's American Grill in downtown Messina, Zach Bogosian's hometown, our special guest for tonight. Morley's American Grill, East Orva Street in Messina, is open for lunch and dinner seven days a week. Their tavern offers gourmet sandwiches, burgers, and creative salads. Visit their Facebook page for daily specials and fun times, like Margarita Mondays or Pub Quiz Night on Wednesday. Morley's also offers fine dining with classy steaks, seafood, and pasta menu. Stop in and see what everyone's talking about. That's Morley's American Grill, 240 East Orva Street in Messina. Open seven days a week. Like them on Facebook. Welcome back to another episode of the Blue Line Hockey Club, episode 17. Tonight we have Patrick Uncle Lardy Sullivan coming with us from North Carolina, Asheville. What's up, Patrick? Yeehaw! (laughs) All all around sports guru, Derek Heapsu is in the house from Canton, New York. Derek, what's going on? What's up, boys? And our nerd on staff, Robbie Pete Peters, coming in from Canton, New York. What's up, Robbie? Hey, how's your mom and them? And we have a, a friend of the Blue Line Hockey Club with us on tonight, John Shaver, best sniper in the league. What's up, John? What's up, boys? Thanks for having me. And your host, the Blue Line Hockey Club, Mark the Doctor Morley. Oh, Doctor. Oh, meow. Special guest with us tonight, Zach Bogosian from the Buffalo Sabres. How are you doing, Zach? Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. It's always, uh, it's always good to catch up with some uh, good North Country boys. Are you in Messina or? I'm not in Messina. Um, me and my wife, uh, the last few summers, have spent uh, our summers out in Minnesota. So we uh, we got a place on Lake Minnetonka out here. Uh, actually, my I just moved into our new house uh, just a few months ago. So I've been pretty busy all summer getting this settled. But uh, I've had a, a good summer of uh, of training. I didn't get a chance to to get back to Messina after the season. Uh, I usually do, but uh, you know, coming up hip surgery, I just tried to uh, get out here as quick as possible and get training again. Yeah, Zach, we know we know you uh, came off uh, kind of a rough season last year. Uh, how how you feeling? How's uh, how's the body feeling? How's it looking going into this year? Yeah, I mean, obviously it was a tough uh, tough few years for me with injury wise. You know, it seemed like it's been uh, you know at least three or four years since I played healthy, and um, you know that weighs on a player quite a bit when you you play at a high level uh, your whole life and then. Uh, you feel kind of guarded out there. So it was something I needed to to get done, and I'm happy I got it done. Obviously, there's no right time for surgery, but, uh, you know, I'm glad I got it done when I did. And uh, the body's feeling really good. I've I've had a great great summer of training. You know, I'm feeling back like my old self, and, uh, you know, I'm chomping at the bit here to get going because, obviously, I haven't played, haven't played a game since January. So, uh, you know, this has been a long time for me not playing games. So I'm uh, I'm looking forward to getting things started in Buffalo in uh, September. It's uh, a pretty exciting season coming up with uh, the team that your front office has put together. It's pretty good. You guys look really good on paper. I'm pretty excited, actually, to watch uh, Buffalo play this year. Yeah, I mean, we've uh, we've made some changes in the offseason. Um, it's something that, you know, every, every team generally tries to use the summer and, and try to make their team better. And I, I think we've, we've uh, added some key pieces to, uh, to the locker room that are going to help us, you know, take that next step. Obviously you'll lose, you know, lose some guys as well. Uh, it's tough to see friends go, but you know, that's the way the game goes, but yeah, we're, we're excited to get things going. You know, 
a lot of us kind of left the rink last year with a sour taste in our mouth. We weren't uh, weren't too happy with the way things went, and you know, a lot of self-reflecting. Uh, everyone can be better, uh, you know, from top all the way down to the bottom. So uh, I think the the attitude going into the season, you know, a lot of excitement. A lot of guys are pretty pumped up to uh, to get going again. Zach, you're uh, a pretty physical player. Do you think you're going to continue to be, uh, you know, as physical or what, how, how do you think your, your game is evolving with, uh, you know, some of the injuries and, you know, getting back into the thing, into the swing? Yeah. I mean, I, I plan on it. That's, uh, that's the only way I know. That's what's gotten me to, to the NHL. You know, I think uh, people see my size and, and immediately think physical and, and, and stuff like that. But, you know, I, I I still think I have a lot of room to grow as a player. I think any player will say that. It's a cliche thing to say, but I think the minute you think you don't have to change or you don't have to keep getting better or keep working hard, that's where you're going to run into some trouble. So, you know, like I said before, my my body's feeling really good. You know, I haven't had a chance to play the style of play that I, I probably would have would have liked the last few years just with, with injuries. You know, you, as a professional, you try to you try to battle through those, but there's, you know, there's this sometimes where you, you can't, you know, on an 82 game basis, you know, it's a lot of games to be playing injured. So, um, you know, like I said, I, I'm looking forward to getting back to my style of play and it's not just physical. I think I can bring, you know, both ends of the ice and, and you know, I know when I first came into league as a, as a young 18 year old, I, I think I was pretty offensive. And then, you know, as, as, uh, as I've gotten older, I've probably, focus more on defense but I'm looking forward to kind of adding both uh you know both of those aspects in my game no doubt Zach you came in the league you were the what youngest player in Thrasher's history is that right I think so yeah I think it was uh before me it was uh Kobolchuk and then uh I, I think I might have beat him by, I don't know maybe a month or two nothing crazy but you know he played as a as an 18 year old and uh I was 18 through the entire year because I have a July July birthday so that was cool. Uh, you know, you look back at some of the notes uh, that are that are next to your name throughout your career. It's, it'll be fun to you know tell my uh, my kids and my grandkids. But uh, you know, I had a chance to play in the league at 18. It was uh, it was a lot of fun. It's gone by fast. Zach, uh, with the size of the guys, everyone's getting so much bigger and the game's getting faster. Do you think we're ever going to see the NHL go to an Olympic ice surface? Uh, you know what? I'm not sure. I would tend to think not, but I guess you never know with how much the game has, has come, you know, in my 10 years in the league, um, it's gotten faster, it's gotten more publicity, it's gotten, you know, the game's growing so fast, there's, there's more people playing the game, and, you know, the, the league's getting younger and younger, and there's a lot of things that, uh, that are a lot different than, than when I first came in the league, but I think, you know, as, uh, you know, an NHL player, that's, that's the beauty of the game, is everything happens so fast, and I think if you add add the Olympic sheet in there, you know, it could slow things down a little bit. I know people must think it's, you know, you have more room to skate, but it, it tends to slow the game down a little bit more. And I like how, how fast the, the game is on, uh, you know, the NHL ice sheet. Yeah. And the, uh, the owners would probably have to do a lot of renovations to all the rinks to, to make that happen, take seats out and stuff like that. So uh, that's all right. They, they, they make enough, but they make see, enough money. They can do it. You see in the draft, they, uh, they drafted a bunch of guys under under six foot as defensemen. Do you think that's going in a different direction as far as how big the defensemen are? No, I don't, I don't think so. Um, I mean, obviously, I'm not a GM and I'm not in that role, but I think they, you know, most teams are 
just drafting the best available player that they can get. And, you know, obviously at 17, 18 years old, most, most kids at that age are, you know, still growing and growing into their bodies and they're essentially just their kids, they're, they're young boys. So, you know, there's a lot of room for, for players to grow, but that being said, um, you know, I've played with guys that are six foot eight and I've played with guys that are five foot seven, five foot eight, and everyone kind of has their knack for playing the game. I don't think, you know, you generally try not to put size, uh, next to someone that on that level, because, you know, so many good players are out there that are small and there's so many good players that are big. It's just kind of the player. It just, everyone's a little different hey Zach you want to talk a little bit about uh what, what we got you here you want to talk a little about your foundation at all or yeah sure uh you know that's something uh I love to do love to give back to the community I've tried to do it everywhere that I've played and you know I, I felt when I got to Buffalo uh felt the connection to the community just obviously being from upstate and then you know I had uh I had a chance to you know throughout my career you meet a lot of really special people uh, at hospitals or doing hospital visits and you meet the patients and the nurses and the doctors and all the people that are involved, the parents, you see the effect that uh, it has on these people's lives and you just try to do what you can and use your platform as a professional athlete to, to raise money or awareness or just to put a smile on some of these people's faces because they're going through stuff a lot harder than anyone could ever imagine. But so I started the foundation, Absolutely. I think it was 2015 and, uh, it's something I enjoy to do. We've done two events, uh, one two years ago, one last year. Um, both I would consider successful, but I also want to keep it growing. And, um, you know, I'll, I'll sit down here in probably the next few weeks with with my wife and, and uh, the people on the, uh, the board of my foundation and try to pick a date to start planning another event because it's something we plan on doing every single year. And we're just trying to make sure it keeps getting bigger and bigger. And uh, obviously the more money that you raise, you know, it's going to help out the the patients and, and the families as well. So I, it's something I've, I've, I've enjoyed doing the last few years. Uh, it brings, you know, even though it, we're helping out a lot of people, it brings just as much joy to me just to see the, the smile on the kids' faces or the families that we can help. But uh, it means a lot for me. That's great. And it probably, probably speaks a lot to the to the reason why the Sabres nominated you for the King, King Clancy. So uh, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I appreciate that. Hey, Zach, uh, when you were at Cushing, Ray Bork was your uh, assistant coach. Yep, that's right, yep. Was that a game changer for you, like, hockey-wise? Like, did he really, um, you know, I'm, I'm assuming he really opened up just as a coach, taught you guys um, just little tricks and trades, you know, as a defenseman. Um, was that was that pretty impactful to you? Or what was the biggest, the point of your life where hockey really took off? Yeah, I mean, obviously, being at Cushing, being around Ray, that was that was awesome. I think the the a few things that I took away from it was, you know, being around him in the hockey rink. You see how smart of a guy he was. I mean, he was a hell of a player. Obviously, one of the best to ever play. But to me, it, I, I spent time with him outside of the rink, and for someone who looked up to someone like that, saw them on TV, to realize this guy is just a normal guy. He's a, he's a great guy. He's a normal guy. To me, it made him human because a lot of, I feel like a lot of professional athletes get put on a, on a pedestal where they don't get treated or they don't, they don't get the benefit of the doubt where they think, you know, hockey players or basketball players, they're aliens because they make a bunch of money. But 
Ray was so humble and so nice. And that was probably the biggest thing for me was just seeing the way he conducted himself off the ice. He was so normal, so caring for his family. And that was, that was the thing that, that I really took away from being around him, you know? And then as far as when hockey kind of took off for me or took over for me, you know, I hear so many parents and coaches always saying like, you need to be hockey, 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 hockey. I played three sports growing up and a ton outside and you know I made it and I made it from a small town in upstate New York probably working against odds that not a lot of kids have but something that I think this as like a 14 15 16 year old as I started to get a little bit older and I I wanted to play college hockey and then when I kind of realized when I got to that age man maybe I might go to the OHL I want to go to the OHL so I went and did that I guess right when I was probably 16, 17, that's when I started to realize that a lot of kids I was playing against were touted to be very high draft picks or had a lot of attention on them, and I would I would do well against them or, you know, hang right there with them. So that was kind of like the turning point for me, like, all right, I can play because you never really know until you really get tested. And that was probably 16, 17 years old was when I kind of realized, all right, I might, I might have a crack at this. I mean, I think I we're basically what you're – what you're getting at is if, I mean, if you're a good enough hockey player, they're going to find you. And it's not, it's not really you have to fixate on playing hockey 12 months a year. I mean, right. if you're good, they'll right. find you. Like I play, I played hockey, soccer, and lacrosse. And when I was playing soccer, I wanted to be a soccer player. When I was playing hockey, I wanted to be a hockey player. When I played lacrosse, I wanted to be a lacrosse player. It was never, uh, no doubt. for yeah. me, my, you know, for me, my, my end game was to be good at whatever I was doing, but yep. it was never, you know, my parents were never like, you're going to the NHL, you need to make it. It was always, you know, whatever you do, you're going to commit to and you're going to work as hard as you can. And if it happens, it happens. And uh, I don't know who said it the other day, but I think it might have been Bobby or he said, if you're if you're good enough or if your kid's good enough, they will find you. And, you know, as you guys know, playing up in those rinks in upstate New York, there's not a ton of scouts, but somehow, you know, I, I, I made it somehow. So, uh, you know, I think the, my message to probably people up there or kids that maybe think they should be playing hockey all the time, I, I always just say, just enjoy what you're doing. Uh, you know, there's going to become a time in your life where that sport or hockey will take over your entire life. And that's when you fully commit to it. But, and you'll know, you'll know when that time's right. But I just think it's crazy as a 11, 12, 13 year old to be playing hockey 12 months a year you know you just get burned out and you know there might be the one kid that makes it that that does that but there's also nine other kids that they, they get burned out and they don't they lose the love for the game because they don't get a break from it so that's that's my outlook on it and i might be wrong but uh that's kind of how i see things i think that's great advice hey boga the uh the sabers have been making a lot of moves in the last couple of weeks that uh we've been talking about on the show quite a bit it's it seems like it should be a pretty exciting year for the sabers fans uh you know they seem to really be making some moves in the in the free trading world and do you see yourself playing with a new defensive partner this year yeah i mean that's that the kid we drafted obviously you know he's a hell of a player he's going to come in and make an impact right away um you know i'm not sure what the deep pairings will be but obviously if i get a chance to play with them um you know, that'd be pretty cool. But, you know, on the flip side of things, you know, there's still a bunch of guys fighting for spots. So we'll see. We'll see how it goes. But I believe that uh, the moves that we've made and, and the draft picks that we've had, um, 
I think we're going to be a better team. I mean, it's easy to say that now and, you know, in July, but, you know, for me, I think there's, there's just an attitude. Yeah. There's just an, an attitude and a, you know, uh, an outlook on things that are probably a lot different than last year. And, um, you know, it's something that, uh, like I said before, the guys are super excited to get started. Nice. Who's, who do you hang out with? Uh, like, who's your buddy? Who's your guy that you, you pal around with on the Sabres? Uh, you know, we have a, we have a really tight, tight team. Uh, for me, there's a ton of, uh, guys that hang out all the time and, uh, you know, you'll find on any team there's, you know, there's four or five guys that hang out together. Usually the Europeans stick together. Uh, usually the guys that have certain things in common, but for, for the Buffalo guys, it seems like, you know, there's a big group of guys that always hang out. Um, I'm probably closest with, with Eichel, probably Jack Eichel. Um, you know, I think as a young guy, I, I me and him kind of connected right away being, I kind of understood the position that he was in and what he was going through being a high draft pick and playing at 18 and uh, just trying to pass along what, what I've experienced throughout my, my career. And, you know, that kind of started out as a, you know, a little, a little seed and then it became a, a great friendship. And uh, he's probably my closest, closest friend on the team for sure. Nice. I, I heard he just bought a nice new car. Have you seen his new car yet? <laughs> I I haven't seen it in person, but yeah, he's uh I'm sure I'm sure right now he could buy a lot of cars with that contract. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He definitely didn't free any cap space for you guys, but you know, hopefully it's worth it for you. Yeah, well you know, I, I I believe he's worth he's worth every dollar of that. He's a oh, good yeah. uh Great player, great person. He's good in the locker room. Uh, he's everything that you would want out of a person that's going to be the, fra- the face of your franchise. So uh, I think uh, I think he earns every every dollar of that. And he's not the type of kid that that'll just settle for it. He's going to work, continue to work hard for as long as he plays. And you know, he's a he's an impressive player, but more of a, an impressive person. I was going to say, Zach, who uh, we saw on Twitter recently, you, you were doing. Uh waking up a few people with an air horn in your in in your house what was going on there <laughs> yeah. yeah i had uh i had a bunch of family out uh my two brother-in-laws were uh I was, it was on july 4th they uh they decided to take a nap uh in the middle of uh our uh, july 4th festivities so it was uh it was home run derby time with uh wiffle ball so i had to wake them up somehow and they're they're pretty heavy sleepers so i figured I have I have a air horn out in my back deck, anyways, just for all the the geese. But uh, I figured I'd walk inside and give them a nice nice wake up call. <laughs> That's awesome. Hey Zach, we really appreciate you coming on the Blue Line Hockey Club tonight. It's it's been great to hear your story and hear what's going on in your life, and we appreciate it. We wish you the best of luck getting back on the ice this season, and uh, you know we know that you're going to be Go a star in Buffalo. So appreciate it. Yeah, yeah thank, thank, thanks for having me, guys. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks, man. Stay right. healthy, man. Stay healthy. Stay healthy. Go Sabres. We'll be watching. Sounds good. Take care, guys. We'll see you. All right. Thanks again. Zach Bogosian, Buffalo Sabres for this tonight. Special guest. It's good to hear from him, hear about what's going on in the Sabres organization. Um, a lot of moves made in the last week, so I think they might even have a shot at the playoffs, probably. Playoffs. Uh, playoffs. 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 I hope so, man. I mean, the Sabres nation is excited playoffs. right now. I didn't want to say anything, but uh, you know, as a fan, I'm I'm pretty excited for this season. It's been a while. Sabers. I didn't know you were a Sabers fan. Yeah, I'm <laughs> a lifelong Sabers fan. There's still a couple left out there. 
Yeah. So we uh we went down this year in uh, spring and bought a box for the Red Wings game Sabers, and we stayed down there for two days and uh they put on a good show for us. Those My buddy boxes. works for him, so he hooked us up. Yep. Nice. Yeah, it was a good time. Was some How was the ride home? A little hungover? Uh, it was a rough one. My buddy Stevie <laughs> Lemieux puked in a bag the whole entire way home. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Stevie. Well, at least did something right. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about that Saturday with him. John <laughs> here, good friend of the show, John Shaver with us tonight, uh, is uh, good friends with Jimmy Howard and he sent me a picture today. Who who is all over in Scotland playing golf with them? Uh, they I, do a trip every two years. They sent uh, Ryan Whitney, Zetterberg, Nyquist, Backstrom, Carlson, Bertuzzi, Cleary, Sean Horcroft. There's 16 of them that go, and uh, they just uh, they go over for eight days. And they were at Trump National today. Actually, missed the president wow. by one day. He's going to be there tomorrow. Sweet. Wow. I bet that's a fucking wow. shit show. Little golf, a lot of beer. <laughs> I, I bet the boys cut loose a little bit, probably. Yeah, I'm sure. Nothing on uh, Carlson yet. Where he's Apparently going. playing golf in Scotland right now. Must be not too worried about his contract. No, he's not worried about a contract, I don't think, right now. What's the insider on that, John? Dallas? I don't know. You think yeah. so? That's, That's not going to be Tampa, I don't think. Tampa's got too much cap now. They wanted him. They uh, they said they almost got him last year, right at the deadline, but it fell through. Yeah, Stevie Eiserman was talking a little bit about how, you know, now that they signed McDonough and they had some other big signings in the last couple of weeks, that if they do go after him, they have to make some moves and they have to they have to get rid of some guys. So he was saying that they're going to have to make some decisions if they want to bring him in. So it's not going to be like they're going to be able to sign him and have the cap space. They're going to have to get rid of a couple of players to free up that nine, ten million a year that he's gonna need. So I don't know. I mean he's worth it. Initially they said the Rangers were gonna get involved in a three team deal and then they were gonna take Callahan back I saw to that. get Carlson down there. But if they end up doing it, they're starting four, their top four D is gonna be Hedman, McDonough, uh Schuster and Carlson. That's mm-hmm. pretty solid for your top I'll four. Start. Yeah. Plus, with all the goal scoring they already have, that's... Uh, I take it. I would take it. Yeah. They're going to be tough. God, I hope it goes to the Rangers. <laughs> <laughs> I hope he goes to the wings with the rest of the Swedes. <laughs> we just had... So on, we did uh, have... What's that? Ahead. No, right back. No, I was just going to say, uh, we had Wade Megan on. He just signed a contract with uh, the Red Wings. Hopefully, he can crack the squad. I don't really know how... Tough they are uh, offensive. I don't know if he, there's a place for him or not, but that would be pretty cool. Another St. Lawrence County boy. Actually, two St. Lawrence County boys on Detroit. Uh, they're, they're, they need to make moves. They have guys in the minors that wouldn't be in the minors on 20 other teams in the NHL right now, but they're just uh, forward-wise, they're stacked. Defensively, they're not good mm. at all. And they picked up a, a nice draft pick on their defensive end. So they're talking about seeing if he can uh, crack the lineup or if he's going to be sitting out another year before he gets in. But I don't know. I think they need help at D now. Who's that? Was it Zadina? Isn't that who they're defensive and then drafted? 
No, he's a uh, he's a forward. They they t- got him six. They thought he was going three to Montreal. He's a sniper, and he's going to probably make the lineup this year. But you're going to see they're probably going to trade someone in the fall right at uh, out of camp to make room for him. But the new gotcha. rumor is Zetterberg's not playing. Oh, really? Retired? With his back. Inside info. No, everyone's talking about it. It's not inside. They just said that uh, <laughs> he doesn't know if he can uh, – he, he has to go through a lot to play every day. His back's so jacked up. And they said uh, they, he doesn't know if he's willing to do it anymore. So if he does that, that will create space for Rasmussen, and then Zadina will be able to play right out of uh, – right being an 18-year-old, which is not common in Detroit because they – Larkin wouldn't even have played his first year, but Datsu got hurt at the beginning of the year. And – you never would have known what you would have got if Datsu wouldn't have got hurt. So they don't like to uh, let rookies jump right in. So we'll see what they do this year. Yeah, and there's not a lot of 18-year-olds making it. There is there is a few, but it's, you know, it's a tough league to crack in at 18 years old. They want you to go play. You know, look at Jimmy Howard. You know, how many years did he play before he got a shot in Detroit? Was it three three years he played in AHL? Three or four? I think it was four. Uh, four. He did four years. His uh, third year, he was right on the cusp, and he broke his finger in training camp, and they went with Ty Conklin. He's got a little competition coming in. What do you think about that? The keeper from uh, Colorado coming in to back him up? Uh, what is it, Bernier, Bernier's fourth team in four years? Mm, I yeah, think – uh, I, I don't know. Another, it'll it'll be good for him. I mean, I, I, he's probably way better in the room than Mrazek is, but – I, I, Jimmy doesn't need to be pushed. Uh, he needs a little bit of rest, so he can't play 62, 63, 64 games next year. No, not at, you know, no one can. Yeah. Yeah, he's, we were talking about that as well. I think Marc-Andre Fleury plays a ton of games, right? And he was yeah. it's, it's grueling to be playing all those games in regular season and then going deep into playoffs. It's It's got to be tough. At, at that position, yeah, you don't see guys that do it anymore. Uh, I remember, like, Mika Kiprasov played five years in a row. He played more than 72 games a year, five years in a row. And then he just was done, like, shot. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's, I mean in, in the NHL, I mean, these guys are these guys are hammering the puck, too. I mean, so it's not like – I mean, this that takes a toll on your body big time. So Yeah, up and down with the knees. It takes a toll on – Yeah, that and uh, – the guys that shoot the puck so much harder, like he too said, the equipment has gotten so much better for all the players, but they're trying to slim the goalies down, which is uh, everyone thinks it's the pads. But if you look in the last 15 years, the goalies are the first guys on the ice, the last guys off. They just work harder. Everyone just assumes it's their bigger equipment that's doing it. Those guys work their asses off. Like they don't just stand there and get hit anymore. They're fucking athletes. Yeah, yeah, he was saying that, uh, you know, he has to take a fair amount of shots, too, after practice, you know, when they're, you know, just shooting around. He's got to actually play hard when they're just taking shots and practicing their, you know, their corners and stuff. And he, he's still going, you know, when, when everybody else is just kind of shooting around. It's got to be a challenge. Yeah, yeah because we can go out and dick around and yeah. uh, those guys, you know, they don't get to dick around and that. They're just getting peppered. <laughs> Yep. Yep. Yeah, I, I remember one time. I remember one time in high school, we had like a fun day, and I think uh, Randy Brown let us strap on. I think let me strap on some pads one day in practice. Yeah, you gotta be fucking nuts to be a goalie. <laughs> I always different. Shoot at somebody than, than get shot at. 
I mean, even Pat shot looked hard. So, I mean, Jesus Christ, I can't imagine what these guys are doing. I used a junior stick. That's why I had more flax. That was back yeah, when okay. we had wooden ones. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Always rip one off their fucking head in practice and then scream that. <laughs> We're just warming up. Why are you shooting in my fucking head? That'll get him off I the head. Sully had the power 30 30. Yeah, that's right. Bauer Supreme 3030. <laughs> we got, yeah, got uh, one of those around fucking bomb. So what's a golf tournament up to? What's, uh, what's PGA got going on this weekend? John Deere Classic, Illinois. The old John Illinois. Deere? Is Tiger playing this weekend? I don't know if he plays select tournaments. I don't think he is, no. He is not. What's up with that? Why just why does he pick, like, you know? No, he's not playing. Why, he, why doesn't he play every week? He needs some practice. Holy fuck. Because he can. He can be, he can be choosy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he right. needs the money, yeah. He's Tiger. <laughs> they might not have a Shoney's out in Wisconsin for him to pull someone out at 3 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> He bases it on the Shonies. Nice well, boys. Fellas, we appreciate John Shaver coming on, close friend of the Blue Line Hockey Club. Also, Zach Bogosian tonight, um, another all-star for the Buffalo Sabres. So next week, I believe we'll have Charlie McAvoy coming on the show from the Boston Bruins. And uh, Mike McKenna, the week after that, just signed with the Ottawa Senators. So we have a good lineup coming up. So make sure you're checking out our podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and uh, Stitcher. You can also check us out on bluelinehockeyclub.com. You can see all of our podcasts up to uh, podcast 17. So get on there, share our Facebook posts, and retweet us on Twitter. And until next time, folks, keep your stick on the ice. Hey, keep your head up. <laughs>